everybody it is july 19th 2021 monday july 19th i'm dave rubin this is the rubin report direct message do me a favor share our videos subscribe to our channel tap the notification bell and see what happens all right we got a jam-packed show today and i think i'm gonna basically get right into it first off Four stories for you. Uh, You're not gonna believe this, people, but the Dems, the Democrats, they were saying very different things about the vaccine, say, a year ago than they're saying now. Has anything changed in the last year that might have changed their opinion on things? Is there a different guy uh, in office, in the office of the presidency over at the White House that might have flipped their opinions on all these things? We'll take a look. Uh, Then this one, we just added this story because I saw it about five minutes before we went live here, uh, but Joe Biden was giving a press conference this morning. And you know, he gives very, very controlled press conferences with very limited questions, and he knows who he's gonna pick on beforehand, and I suspect he probably knows the questions, and he's got his note cards and the whole thing. Uh, but he went on and on about misinformation and the types of people who are spreading misinformation. Well, we're gonna juxtapose. You know I like to juxtapose. We're gonna juxtapose Biden's statement about misinformation with his campaign launch video, where he claimed Trump said the very fine people on both sides thing uh, after the Charlottesville incident, first what Trump actually said. We're gonna juxtapose those things, post it on the internet, then we'll let you people decide what's what. Uh, The third story is just spectacular. Brian Stelter, this potato guy over on CNN with his show Unreliable Sources, uh, he got demolished yesterday on his own show. You know, I don't tweet on the weekends, so I don't see these things until Monday morning, but like, it's just incredible. Uh, He brings on uh, this author and they start talking about the media and Stelter just, I mean, he is turned into potato hash. It's just spectacular. And then from a spectacular story to something that's actually rather depressing, although a sign of the times, uh, the NFL, which has seen its ratings just collapse Uh, much like NBA over the last couple years, the more that they embrace social justice, uh, they are going to be playing the black national anthem at games this season before the American national anthem. There's no such thing as the black national anthem, and if you wanna figure out a way to divide a country and have black people singing one song and white people singing another song, well then they've done it. So we'll dive into that. Uh, But first, all right, let's talk about vaccines. So it's interesting, over the last couple days, it does seem like COVID is back, right? Los Angeles has reinstated the mask mandate. Uh, Maybe someone I know sitting in this very room right now is kicked out of a supermarket this morning for trying to go in without a mask. I'm not, you know, laying any blame specifically, but anything's possible. you know, the, the decision to, to put the mask mandate back in LA was done by one woman, this woman, Barbara Ferrer, who uh, sort of looks like Skeletor's sister, just saying. Um, and people have just sort of had it. But what I think is interesting about the sudden burst of now we have to worry about COVID again is there was suddenly a lot of talk in the last 10 days about elections again, right? People were talking about elections. People were really pushing back on the administration going after social media organizations, social media companies for uh, spreading misinformation and that they were gonna basically push Facebook to censor things. So suddenly there was like this groundswell of anger towards the administration. Next thing you know, we're all worried about COVID again. And suddenly you gotta get booster shots and the Delta variant and the whole thing. Well, we've got an interesting little compilation video here for here for you. This is uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden in the course of the last year before 
Biden was elected, talking about vaccines and whether or not you should trust the government. So let's just say there's a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, and it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. You got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation so they can look and see. So there's consensus this is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should t- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Whoa. I mean, is that sort of skepticism about what the government is doing? Is that misinformation? Is that scary, ban-worthy talk? I mean, I think you guys see my point here. They ask you some interesting questions there. Uh, Well, Kamala first says, uh, it's an issue whether she would take it or not. Joe says, who's gonna take it? Is it real? And then uh, he would only take it if it's transparent. Now, what's interesting is we're hearing in the last couple weeks that people who are getting sick again with COVID, a good percentage of them, I don't know the exact percentage because it's almost impossible to get clear information these days, but a decent percentage of them uh, were vaccinated already. Actually, you guys know this ridiculous story about the Texas Democrats who were protesting their election law. So they all got on a plane unmasked and went to DC. Well, it turns out that I think four of them have COVID. By the way, they have very mild symptoms and they're gonna be okay. They were all vaccinated, just FYI. But now we're hearing that, oh, suddenly you're gonna have to get booster shots every six months. And with the Delta variant, that even though the vaccine isn't working as well as it's supposed to work, that if you get the Delta variant and your vaccine, you'll suddenly not get such a severe case. Is this the way any of it was sold to us? Again, I'm not sitting here trying to be an anti-vaxxer or an anti-government nutbag or a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just listening to the very words of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris before they were the ones in charge. They had what I would say is a healthy dose of skepticism. Skepticism, by the way, is something that we all should have, right? You should use your faculties and your ability to think for yourself and ascertain information from a bunch of different places and then figure out what is right for you and your family. That's what they were for before they were in charge. Now they were, they're in charge and they want you to bow to them. So you must take the vaccine. You must take the booster shot. There's the Delta variant now. There'll be the Omega variant tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. Um, and the question is, should these people be uh, suspended from social media? Because, you know, just last week, uh, there she was, Jen Psaki, saying that, you know, if you're banned from one social media site for misinformation, we should ban you from all. Well, it seems like that type of skepticism that they were promoting back then might be ban worthy, right? I mean, that would, that would, that's almost as bad as questioning, questioning whether uh, an election was legitimate or if there was any voter fraud or anything else. Should we be allowed to talk about any of these things? You see what I'm doing here, people? I think, I think you guys get it. You get it, he got it. So I think you guys get it too. Anyway, this ain't, this ain't going anywhere. But I do think that the, the sort of high level version of this is that the biggest issue with COVID, I would argue at this point, is not 
COVID the virus. I believe that COVID the virus exists. I believe that 97.5 to 99% of people survive it. I believe that if you don't have comorbidities, you're gonna be just fine. Now there's a new thing that the American Pediatric Institute or something is recommending masking for all children above two years old. I mean, this is psychotic stuff. And, and look how different the world is than it was a year and a half ago. I am pretty sure that if any of us could do that, like pull little Thanos, not eliminate half the life in the universe, but just pull little Thanos and just go back in time, right? If we could just, you know, fire up the flux capacitor in the DeLorean, get the 1.21 gigawatts and go back to a year and a half, that world, I'm pretty sure most of us would do it because something ain't right here. And I don't think it's that the biggest worry is the COVID virus. I think it's the virus of governments and authoritarians that are rampaging through the West and tech companies and all of these things to control what we say and who we say it to and when we say it and how we can say it. And then, of course, because of technology, we can expose the people who are saying one thing now when a year ago they were saying something completely different. But if you think that sort of lying and dishonesty uh, is something, well, I got, I got even more for you. So I'm gonna show you three videos here pretty quickly. Uh, this first video is Joe Biden this morning at a press conference talking about misinformation and the people who spread misinformation. Look at himself, look in the mirror. Think about that misinformation going to your son, your daughter, your, your relative, someone you love. Well, that's pretty interesting, Joe. You're right. People that spread misinformation should look in the mirror because if you're spreading misinformation, you're spreading lies and it's not good to spread lies. I think we all know that. Now let's look at Joe Biden's campaign launch video. This is the video that he launched the day he announced he was running for president of the United States. And that's when we heard the words of the president of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? Very fine people on both sides? Hmm. I wonder if he left something out that Trump said in that very same press conference. I believe we have video. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? Yeah, there you have it. Joe Biden, prime purveyor of misinformation. What Joe Biden is doing right there is, now first off, of course, he's talking about misinformation as it relates to COVID. And we all know that Fauci has flipped a thousand times over. And we know that all the Democratic governors that were going out and partying at French Laundry or on boats or to Mexico or wherever while they locked their people down, that these people are all hypocrites. Uh, but what Joe Biden did in that campaign launch video, in some ways that should have blown up his campaign right there, but I get it, we don't, we don't have a media, right? So you guys that know the truth have to sort of feel like you're the crazy people because the, the masses, the brainwashed masses, just don't get this information. So when Trump, I mean, I'll say this, I've said it before, we've, we've gotten some videos on this to go viral on Twitter. Uh, when Trump was saying very fine people on both sides, first off, he had first done what I just showed you right there. He had condemned the neo-Nazis totally. When he was talking about very fine people on both sides, he was talking about of both sides of the debate as to what we should do with these statues. In this case, the statue of Robert E. Lee, who was the Confederate uh, leader, 
obviously, during the Civil War. And whether we should just tear these things down or whether there should be a counter monument or a plaque or whether they should be moved to museums or the litany of other things that you could do related to a complex history that the United States has much like every other country in the history of the world. So Joe Biden launched his campaign with an abject 100% lie, a spread of misinformation related to what then President Donald Trump said uh, regarding, regarding Charlottesville. So Joe Biden is a liar and a misinformation specialist. And you know, according to Jen Psaki and the administration, as I just said, we played it last week, uh, they're now flagging videos, her words, for Facebook. The administration is flagging videos for Facebook that are misinformation. You might say that that is government coercion of a private company in regards to free speech, which would be, yeah, you got it, a violation of the First Amendment. Now, I don't know that any of our systems work anymore. I don't know that the separation of powers work anymore. I don't know that a true defense of the Bill of Rights or the Constitution could be mounted anymore. I mean, this is all going to sort of fall back on the courts. Uh, if you want more of that, actually, uh, we just put up part one of my interview with uh, Robert Barnes, who's uh, one of the lawyers who's worked with Trump before, and he's worked on the Alex Jones lawsuit, and he's worked on the Kyle Rittenhouse lawsuit, and a bunch more. And we discussed some of the ways that the legal system can work related to, to fighting big tech. Um, but in essence, if you believe that um, the administration should push Facebook to delete accounts and, and stop the spread of misinformation, and that if you're off Facebook, as Jen Psaki said, you should be off Twitter, you should be off YouTube, and you should be off all the social media companies, that's an extraordinary power you're giving the federal government. But I guess we're gonna have to take out Joe Biden. So uh, Joe, you know, it's, it's been nice knowing you, but you've been exposed as an agent of misinformation. You blatantly lied in your campaign launch video from, you know, roughly two years ago. Uh, you lied about what Trump said. You, it, you know, part of lying is when you just ignore something, right? Lying isn't just a blatant, oh, he said this. It's also what, what you, not saying that he said, which is exactly what Trump did there. These, these are not good people. And again, I think you get what I'm doing here. And, uh, and share that little two minute snippet. You know, I'm gonna put it on Twitter, just that sort of minute and a half snippet where I take what Joe said today, what Biden's campaign video was and what Trump's answer was. We're gonna make a nice tight version of that so that you can show that to people and then say, oh, was the very fine people thing honest and is Joe Biden lying? And if these people are working with the administration, we got a problem. We got a problem. All right, let's talk about the clowns over at CNN. So Brian Stelter, as you guys know, he hosts reliable sources. I mean, this is, I say it all the time, it's the most ironically named television show ever. I mean, it is. it should be called Unreliable Sources. Then you got a solid show, I'll never talk about it again. Like a little honesty in the, in the title would be nice. Well, anyway, Brian Stelter had uh, author Michael Wolf on. Now, Michael Wolf has written a couple books about Donald Trump that are sort of, that I think at times have been debunked. I, I don't think this guy's anyone's sort of spectacular, but he sort of deserves CNN and, and CNN deserves him. And anyway, he went on Stelter's show yesterday and absolutely wrecked him on live TV. So, well, get popcorn and take a look. I think the media has done a terrible job on this. I think you yourself, um, you know, while you're a nice guy, you know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, you know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. You know, you come on here and you and you have a um, 
um, uh, you know, a monopoly on truth. You know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me up. It's your fault. I, it's, uh, it's how, So what should I do differently, Michael? You know, don't talk so much. Listen more. You know, people have genuine problems with 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 the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its mm. own bubble. Um, That's true. You know, I agree. You, yeah. you, uh, um, you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that 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 I just had to listen to of all of the people saying <laughs> the same old stuff. Also, you're incredibly repetitive. It's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of of of, of Donald Trump. Um, you know, fake news, and you say virtuous news. You know, I, there there. No, there's we just a figure out what is here. real. I mean, yeah, we. Well, well, figuring out, yeah, figuring out what is real is not so is not so uh, is not so easy. And and right. you know, most people don't want to talk. Turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry. <laughs> Most people don't want to turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry. Okay, so first off, again, this Michael Wolf guy, I don't want to make it about him. He's written a couple over-the-top books about Donald Trump that some of the, I think the book that came out during the administration was heavily debunked, so it's not really about him. What's nice about this, though, is that every now and again, every now and again, something true can actually come through the airwaves. In essence, of course, what Wolf is saying there is true. You, Stelter, are part of the problem. And what does Stelter do? He's laughing. He's laughing. And then his line is, you're cracking me up. You're cracking me up. Imagine if I was on air with someone and they just started full on assaulting my very integrity and everything that I do. You think I'd be ready to fight back? You think anyone with any wherewithal, with any belief in what they were doing, uh, would actually push back. Uh, no, I am not that. I am not a fraud. I am not a liar, et cetera, et cetera. But Stelter's really got nothing. He's just got nothing. And then the way he talks about them being repetitive and everything else. So again, I know that their ratings are in the tank and it's one of those things, you know, how often do we have to expose them versus by talking about them, are we giving more air to them and that whole thing. But it is nice to know that there was some blue-pilled person that watches the Brian Stelter Reliable Sources program that was watching it yesterday morning that heard something somewhat true on CNN because you ain't gonna hear anything else true on CNN. Now, that all being said, we have a cracked team of researchers here and video editors here at the Rubin Report, professional people doing professional things all day long. And we put together uh, a little something special related to that video. Here you go. I think you yourself, um, you know, while you're a nice guy, you know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, you know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. You are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're cracking me up. You know, d don't talk so much. Listen more. You know, most people don't want to talk, turn to Brian Stelter to tell us what's real. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, you might say, Dave, you're above that. And the, the, the truth is no. 
I'm not above that. He's Humpty Dumpty. He's half Humpty Dumpty, half potato, pretending to be a newsman on CNN, and he deserves the humor that we bring to it. All right, we got one more story for you. This one is really just crazy, and it, it's such a sign of the times, and it's such a perfect example of why social justice and wokeism, as they are being packaged and infecting our entire system, why they are so deeply dangerous, because we, they are going to take out every institution, they are going to infect everything that brings us together, and we're gonna be turning on each other. If, we're, if you think we're turning on each other now, until we break the back of wokeism, until we actually reject it altogether in unison, it is gonna continue to destroy every bond that brings us together as Americans. Uh, so yes, they are going to be playing the black national anthem at NFL games. This is absolutely bananas. I've got some quotes here from former sports network, now racial justice network, ESPN. Lift every voice and sing, traditionally known as the black national anthem, is expected to be performed live or played before every week one NFL game, and the league is considering a variety of other measures during the upcoming season to recognize victims of police brutality, a source familiar with the league's discussions told Undefeated on Thursday. Having recently displayed increased awareness about problems of systemic racism, the NFL, in collaboration with the NFL Players Association, is also considering listing the names of victims on uniforms through decals on helmets or patches on jerseys. The NFL also may produce educational programs about victims, among other plans. Early last month, Commissioner Roger Goodell in a video admitted that the league had erred in how it handled peaceful NFL player protests of police brutality and systemic oppression. Goodell condemned racism and affirmed that Black Lives Matter, pledging his allegiance to the players in the battle for equal justice under the law. Also in June, the league revealed plans to increase its social justice footprint by pledging to donate $250 million over a 10 year period. Now, first off, I would like to say that Roger Goodell, you've got good in your name, uh, you're a good man and you should step down because as a white man, surely, Roger, there must be a black man who could do that job. So don't just be about diversity and inclusion. Let's get a black man in that job. You've got plenty of money, go retire, go move to wherever it is that old rich white people move. Play golf, do your thing, be a true wokester and social justice warrior. Uh, joking aside, guys, this is so dangerous. This is so absolutely dangerous. First off, we have one national anthem. Let's just be very clear about that. We are a nation, and if we are one thing, it is Americans here. And it doesn't mean we have to agree on everything, obviously, but we now have a virus in the system that is here to destroy the whole damn thing. And just try to imagine. So you go to an NFL game week one, right? And they play the black national anthem. Now, first off, is everyone supposed to stand for the black national anthem or are only black people supposed to stand for it? Do I have to pledge allegiance to the black national anthem? Do I have to put my hand over my heart? So now are some people gonna stand and some people are gonna sit? And then what happens? And here's the really sort of insidious part of this thing. So, okay, they're gonna play the black national anthem first. Now, first, also, just the phrase black national anthem, you could have a song that is that is sort of about black history or, or something like that, whether or not it should be played at a, at a sporting event is a separate thing, but a black national anthem implies that they have a separate nation, and that is a big problem. We have one nation under God. It's in the documents, right, okay? Uh, but the bigger problem is, okay, so they play the black national anthem. Now they're gonna play the 
uh, regular national anthem, the thing that we've been playing for hundreds of years before sporting events and other sort of big events here uh, in America. Uh, well, now are the people that just pledged allegiance to the other national anthem, are they gonna sit down? Are they not gonna you know, put the hand over the heart? Are they not gonna sing or recite or anything else? This is designed to rip us apart. And then of course the league, which is gonna put $250 million over a 10 year period towards Black Lives Matter and other social justice causes. I mean, Black Lives Matter, which just came out in essence in support of the government of Cuba as it's repressing its people and is an avowed Marxist organization. I know they deleted that part from the website, but I think you guys know what's up. Um, it's designed to destroy everything. So to be quite honest, uh, if I, was an NFL fan, I'm, I, I don't really care about football, it's not really my thing, I actually, I mean, I watched the Super Bowl, but like, I pretty much, that's it. It's like, I'm kind of over it altogether, like, it's not even worth watching that at this point, so let these things destroy themselves, and if a bunch of people who make millions and millions of dollars a year to play football want to sit for the national anthem, want to sing their special anthem, uh, you know, want to, ignore the flag or turn their back to it or, or all the series of things that you can do. Um, this will just destroy us even further. There will be fans looking at other fans in the audience going, he's not singing the black national anthem. I mean, should black people in the crowd be allowed to yell at white people for not pledging allegiance to the black national anthem? Should white people be angry at black people who sang for the black national anthem, but then sit for the regular national anthem? It's designed to divide and destroy. And I'm here to build and, uh, to, to make sure that we don't destroy this whole damn thing. And that's why I like that you're on this journey with me. Uh, guys, part one of my interview with Robert Barnes, uh, who is a spectacular lawyer, fighting the good fight on so many free speech fronts. We really get into the nitty gritty on Trump's class action lawsuit against big tech. Uh, so you really wanna check that out. Part one is up on YouTube right now. The full is up uh, ad free over at rubenreport.locals.com. And then later today, I am interviewing Larry Elder in studio. Now, I didn't mention it up top, but just this weekend, so you know that Larry Elder announced last week, last Monday, a week ago today, actually, that he was running for governor of California. He filled out all the paperwork, campaign launched. He's actually getting some decent momentum. He had an absolutely ridiculous hit piece in the LA Times written on him. Uh, so you know that that's a sign that you're making some noise. Um, well, it came out, I guess, yesterday that somehow on the official list of 41 candidates that are running in the recall election, Larry's name is not on there. They are claiming that it is some bizarre technicality. Uh, he posted a video this morning saying that it is an absolute error and that he did do everything that they asked and everything else. So I'm gonna interview him today. We're gonna to do uh, a mini video that we will get up today addressing that. So I think I'm gonna basically be the first person to be able to talk to Larry about that. Specifically, the rest of the interview will be out tomorrow and then throughout the week. Obviously, you know how I feel about Larry. If we have a chance to save uh, California, then it's a guy like Larry Elder that can do it. And you would think, and <laughs> I know I'm a glutton for punishment, so maybe you guys are wiser than me on this one. You would think that if a, a, a black man who is, uh, you know, uh, upstanding member of society and everything else was running for governor and he was a lefty and then a strange technicality kept him out of the election. Uh, you'd think that the ACLU and all of the NAACP and Al Sharpton and the race baiters at MSNBC, they'd be all about screaming, wait a minute, wait a minute. The broken evil machine 
the election machine doesn't want this black man to run for governor. We must do something about it. Let's march, let's link arms. They're stopping a black man from running. But you hear that? Ah, yes, those are crickets. We should have a cricket sound for now on. Can we get the cricket sound? Those are crickets because of course, they don't want Larry Elder in the race and California is so deeply corrupt that maybe they're gonna get him on this technicality. You have a deeply, deeply corrupt state. So it's like, they know there's one guy who's a threat, right? It's not Caitlyn Jenner that's a threat. There's one legit threat who has name recognition and who has a, a broad base and is a media superstar and everything else. And they may try to get him on this technicalities. Anyway, we will discuss it later today. And if you wanna play along with everything else that I'm doing, uh, join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Oh, and then later this week, I will be at Freedom Fest for a couple of days going to South Dakota uh, for Freedom Fest. I'm looking forward to that. And I think Larry Elder is gonna be there and some of my other friends are gonna be there. Ion Hersey Ali and Michael Shermer and a bunch of other people. And I'm giving a couple talks on Thursday, is that right? Couple talks on Thursday. So I hope to see some of you guys there. Anyway, have a great day, everybody. Let's, uh, let's kick off the week on the right foot and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.